Hey book people, welcome to Books with Abna. On today's episode, we will be discussing self-publishing. Self-publishing is the act of publishing a creative work of art without the use of a publishing house or company. In this case, an author writes a book and completes the entire publishing process themselves, such as editing, designing, formatting the book without the aid of traditional company, publishing company. Joining me on today's episode is Aminta Maklo. I'm going to read a quick summary or profile on Amin so that we can get to know her better. Aminta Maklo is a human unraveling and reconstructing. Originally from Ghana, they are currently a PhD student at the Department of Anthropology at Cornell University. Through artistry, activism, and intellect, Amin resists by creating work that foregrounds accessibility around themes of blackness, gender, sexuality, and culture. Artistically, Amin is a unicorn who creates through writing, oration, performance, filmmaking, and textiles. When working, Amin focuses on the story and the story reciprocates by shaping itself. They recently co-created a textile exhibition titled Material Resistance, independently produced three short films and self-published their debut novel book titled Chaco, a book of thoughts and short story. Amin is currently a graduate fellow with the Yufahamu African podcast has been featured on Adventures Reads for the popular blog, Adventures from the Bedroom of African Women. And they are currently a fellow with the Adventures Creator Program. Hi, Amin. Hi, Abna. How are you? I am lovely. How are you? I am fine. So um, just to get a sense yes. of your self-publishing journey, I want to ask this before. Did you self-publish here in Ghana or was after you left it was it's been it's been while I've been away from Ghana and also the name is Ami yes but after I left I haven't self-published in Ghana okay so all of this was done outside Ghana yes why self-publishing was self-publishing your first option did you try the traditional route and it didn't work what happened why did you choose self-publishing so I don't know too much about the traditional route. However, what I've experienced or the little that I know, um, I mean, let's not start with the gatekeeping. You have to, in many instances, have an agent. I mean, how do you find them? Do you go on Google and just start searching for literary agents? It becomes a thing about who you know, but who you know has to come from someone noticing your work and wanting to work with you. And so I had initially started to look at um, at some of the publishing house that I found from the books that I read. And they're like, do not contact us with any unsolicited material. So you're back to square one. You need a publishing agent. And that's like the website said it very wow. explicitly. And so also the format of my book, it's not traditional um anyone who's read the book would tell you it's not traditional it's not a traditional novel it's not a memoir it's not just a collection of poems I mean I don't even call it poems I call them thoughts because that's what they really are the whole purpose of the book was to put something out there so the hustle um my mentor said the hustle was putting the book out there and I decided you know what I'm not going to wait around 
to see whether or not someone would want to publish me. Yeah. I had reached out to my university. We have like a publishing or like a press. And mm-hmm. when I reached out to them, I had already started thinking about going the self-publishing route. Um, it took them months for them to get to me to say, yeah, no, we don't publish this kind of thing. So had I waited for them, this book would not have been out at all. Wow. So it was just a matter of, you know, you don't light a candle and keep it under a bed. And mm-hmm. so it was a gift to myself to put this work out there for me. The, the key, again, is I did this for me. I did this as a brave step because there's so much I write and there's mm-hmm. a fear around um, how are people going to receive the things that I put out? How are people going to think about the things that I write, the things that I do as an artist? Any artist will tell you that, that we are quite protective of our crafts. Yeah. And so this was me stepping out of my comfort zone of just creating and tapping into sharing. So um, I had looked, I definitely looked at the traditional publishing routes and there were just too many blocks. Yeah. But because I decided to put something out, I made the mountain move. That's, that's, but walk us through the process. Walk us through the writing, editing, Mm -hmm. reading, formatting, cover design. How easy or hard was it for you to self-publish? Okay, so, and I don't know if people have read the article that Brittle Paper published. Um, I wrote for Bristol Paper on self-publishing. I kind of mm-hmm. spell it out there, but for the sake of our audience who are listening to, the That's first what thing... Drew me to you. I think that article <laughs> drew me to you. <laughs> well, thank you for following up. So for me, the movement from writing to publishing, it wasn't like, okay, I'm writing, then oh, I'm publishing. Mm-hmm. I had been writing for a while. So at some point I decided, okay, let me put a pin in it. How much writing can you do or will you do until you start putting things out? So then I shifted into the publishing part and that involved figuring out how I wanted the book to look like. So I decided, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to combine short stories with what I call thoughts. People might call them poems, but I call them thoughts because I don't claim to be a poet. I just claim to be a storyteller. So I selected the po- like the, the thoughts, I selected my short stories, and then I started arranging them. And I figured out, okay, what am I going to do for introduction? And then, of course, appreciation. I yeah. did know that I wanted it to be multimedia so or multimodal. So I just didn't want text. I wanted illustrations. And as someone who also does voice work, so oration, yeah. narrations, and voiceovers and stuff like that, I wanted to have that included in it too. So I said, bet, how do I structure this? Luckily, I have people around me who are also artists and I outsourced Mm. some of these things. So I went on Fiverr to do my initial book layout. The cover photo for the book actually is a picture I took myself. Um, So I I gave the picture to the the designer and had them lay out the book initially. And this was without illustration. So then I had Mm. them give me the file, not just the PDF, but like the InDesign version as well which I then gave to another designer friend of mine, gave him instructions on where I wanted what, and then they worked with that. Most importantly, because I had already set my mind on the fact that I told myself, come hell, high water, come rain fire, I was Mm. publishing a book by the end of last year. I had started putting money aside from that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't make a lot because I am a grad student and if anyone 
knows anything about being a grad student, you know, grad student don't make a lot of money. Nonetheless, nonetheless, exactly. Nonetheless, this is an investment in myself. And Mm. so I was very intentional about putting some money aside and being able to afford the people that I had helped me with this project. Now, if it so happens that you don't have the money, you can communicate with your friends who are artists and mm-hmm. be honest about it. Don't try to yeah. coerce. And I think I wrote this in an article. Don't try to coerce. Shall I you tell them, guy, I'm trying to do this thing. Can you help me do this thing? It might mean that people will not work on your time. Yes. You know, so you're going to have to be flexible with that. People yeah. will be willing to help you, but they might not work on your time. And yeah. sometimes maybe your vision of what you anticipate might not be exactly what you get but if it's close enough and you think it does what it needs to do it's a it's a step in the right direction because what you want to do is to put something out there you don't want to do something just thoughtless you know but you also want to work with what you have so I say this to say you don't have to wait to have all the money because you probably won't have all the money to do this so when you can afford to outsource the people who know what they're doing um, even okay. if you know what you're doing, if you don't specialize in it, there are people who know how to do it better than you. If you can yeah, afford to yeah. outsource it, if you can't afford to just have honest conversations with people and see who's on board, because people who are willing to help you when you have nothing are people who, for the most part, believe in what you're doing. Mm. But how so, easy or how hard was mm-hmm. it for you? I think you've not, you've not, if I'm to say choose hard or easy, how easy or hard was this? It was a new experience. So I'd say there was a learning curve. Yeah. There was a learn there was a learning curve. But I so in some cases it was once you figure something out, it became easy. But when you were mm. figuring things out, it was a little difficult and it was about yeah. inquiry. So I, I won't even use the word difficult. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot would of you, work. It's a would lot you do this again for oh, yourself? Absolutely. I, I would do this again for myself, probably with finding new information, figuring out new resources, better resources. But I've done like the first run. So the most difficult part has, is done. You know? Would you be willing to tell us how much roughly, no, how much you spent? The most difficult part is done. The most difficult time to do anything is the very first time. Yeah. Would you be uh, willing to <laughs> share with us how much you spent on, on, on your book? Maybe an amount? I don't, the, I, the reason I don't feel comfortable is because there are multiple factors that went into this. Like I said, because there are multiple components, which include not just the text, but also illustrations and also audio. Yeah. By giving a number, I don't want people to assume that, okay, this might be what you need to do it. So I, I, I would refrain from giving a number because if there were some, if I did not have certain elements, the cost might actually have been lower. There's a widespread belief that um, self-publishing is a terrible route for people who are looking to publish seriously. It reduces the quality of your work, whilst the traditional route hones, hones and refines the crafts or your skill. Therefore, if you choose to self-publish, then you are choosing to stay below a certain line. Based on your experience so far with your first book, what do you make of this mm-hmm. assertion? I mean, to each their own, in a sense of what's the hustle for you? What really is the hustle for you? Like I said, my hustle was not about, I'm not, I mean, if in, if, if in the future I sell thousands and millions of copies, then so be it, right? But that's, that was, that's not the hustle for me. The hustle for me, again, this is very personal, was putting work out there. And by the way, work that has had a lot of thought going to it out there, mm. 
to push myself out of this insecurity around oh my god i don't think i'm good enough to do this yeah well i did that your hustle is to you know sell thousands and millions of copies right yeah. and you're trying to go the self publishing route i can't give you advice on that because the route that i went is not geared to mass production oh, you know right. so i can't give you I, yes i can't give you advice on that because the route i went is not geared towards mass production now the route that i went will help you get something tangible so that mm. when you're having conversations or you decide to reach out to these people in the mass production space you're not just going with word word by mouth you have something to show them i'm just going to ask i i feel like this is a very controversial question but if now you were given mm-hmm. the opportunity to take the traditional publishing route do you think you'd pick that for yourself yeah. and why it depends on what it it requires of me and what what it takes from me and what it asks of me so mm. i don't because i've never done that before i i don't know the logistics of it i don't yeah. know if you know people are going to try to alter my work in a way that it takes away from my voice i can assume that publishing houses are what they are because of not just the publicity or the support they put behind their artist but also the resources they have in some cases to support their artist so of mm. course i am open to learning and getting as much guidance and support throughout the publishing process and if it provided that and still kept my voice authentically then absolutely why mm. not right why not so, i don't know what will happen with royalties and all this i can't speak to any of that but i'm not opposed to it okay so now we are going to talk about your book right yes. um mm-hmm. would you give us a poetry would you give us your thoughts we don't call it poetry <laughs> i can i can read um a thought/poem okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah. so this is called life is golden what i don't understand serenades my ears it feels like love i hear it and my heart turns it transfigures into a whirlpool incomprehensible things render my pumping heart still my spirit interprets it it's the sight sound taste touch and the feel of life life is beautiful it is golden it is priceless and it's a gift given to have and hold for finity unknown life is beautiful it is golden It is also bronze and sometimes wooden. It is water, it is fluid. It can be mountain, sometimes solid. But life is certain that it's ever changing. Life is beautiful. It's golden. It is harmony, an orchestra. It is chaos, almost blasphemy. It is me, my gifts. It is you, your blessings. It's our beginning. It is our exits. To know life itself is unexpected. unpredictable in the way it moves what it chooses to do tunes it swallows silences it whispers life is beautiful it is more than golden it is malleable and meets our provisions life is life it is us it is my heart reaching out to yours in love life is love at its core unadulterated and completely pure Wow, wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. This is beautiful. Thank you. So talk to us about your book, the title of your book, what you wanted to achieve when you decided um to write this book. Thank you again for this chance to talk about charcoal. 
And um, Shark Girl is actually the title of one of the short stories in it. And Shark Girl, for me, one, I've never heard anyone call a piece of writing Shark Girl. And two, that particular story is something deep about that story. If you ask me how I wrote that story, I cannot recollect. I was probably in the spirit or possessed by something when I wrote the story. <laughs> and it was, a, it was good possession because sometimes those things happen where you get into a zone and you create something. And when someone yeah. asks you, what was the process of creation? You're like, I don't freaking know. I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it, was one of, it, was, it was one of those. When you read my bio, it said Ami is human unraveling and deconstructing, you know, reconstructing. And essentially, this is testament to that. Charcoal is about, you know, just the uncertainty of what it means to be human, what it means to be woman, what it mm. means to be alive. Are we mm. really alive? Are we living? What is life? Am I here? Do I deserve to be here? Why is everything so hard? Okay, things are better, but I'm not sure. Are they though? And these are questions that I don't know about others, but these are questions I ask myself constantly. Some days I feel like I've figured out my life. Other times I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and, Retweeting that um, right now. <laughs> and I think more people grapple with this thing of what it means to be human or, or what it means to be alive or what it means to be in a time in such uncertainty and what even like it's just what really is mm. like what really is am I really who I think I am um and so it's just that push and pull mm. and you know peacemaking and rapture um, with self and with society and then with self again and, and learning and unlearning and making peace and then falling into chaos all over again. And that's the cycle of life. Okay. I think the thing about harmonizing with the cycle because it never ends. So now charcoal is out there. Are you happy the way it's, is this satisfying? I don't think I want to use the word happy. This yeah. is you and you put your work mm -hmm. and yourself out there. How satisfying yeah. is this? Like, whenever you get feedback for your book, do you feel like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I did this? Yes, I definitely feel like that. Like I said, um, I don't know if you've had the chance to read it yet. And I know it's a little difficult because I was not able to figure out how to get hard copies in Ghana. I'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But yeah. people people who were able to get it, they they few people have sent me feedback and I almost cried. I mm. almost cried because I was like, oh my God, really? Anyone who knows me also knows that I'm very animated and I like I, I don't take these things for granted. When mm. I feel thankful for something, you will see I react to, yeah. to these things. So I'm like, you know that emoji with the eyes almost like beady and it's like they're about yeah. to cry, but it's like tears of joy. Yes, yes. imagine, imagine, yes, that's my face when I receive it. And some of the reviews I, I received too, I was like, wow, I, I didn't even expect this. Aww. So I'm very, I'm very, very satisfied. And I think the satisfaction, again, comes from the intention behind the purpose mm -hmm. I wanted this book to serve, which is just be honest with myself and yeah. just 
put this honesty out in the world, irrespective of what people thought about it. So it's satisfying to see that people people are moved, or they they kind of see themselves in um, what I wrote. Mm. And so yeah, I'm I'm very happy about that. Okay, so before we take another thoughts from your book, I would like you yeah. to tell us how we would find copies. Let's just say for people where you are and for people in Ghana, how do we find copies? Mm -hmm. Thank you. So my website is amitamaklo.com, which is A-M-I-T-A-M-A-K-L-O-E.com. And um, if you go on my Instagram too, like just ami underscore tamaklo, the link is there. You can go there and under books, you see it. So what I did was knowing I couldn't figure out how to get it to Ghana. Plus, honestly, it makes no sense publishing in the U.S. and then trying to ship to Ghana yeah, um, yeah. and trying to sell at that rate. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's not equitable to yeah. the people in Ghana and the continent of Africa. So what I did was there are two versions, the hard copy, which currently I only, I only um, send within the U.S. if it's via shipping. But the digital <laughs> version of it, there is um, one which I marked down so people on the continent can afford it. So instead of, I think, is it $9.99 or so for the digital book, that's mm -hmm. $9.99. I slashed it in half, which I think it's now $4 and something yeah. cents. So that okay. if people wanted a copy of the ebook, they could book. easily afford it. But nonetheless, if someone really wants it and they feel they even can't afford that, I made a video about it. Shoot me a DM on my Instagram. And okay. we'll work something out. Shoot me a DM. Because again, it's about equity, right? Um, yeah. I get sick and tired. As a scholar, I really foreground accessibility in my work, which is why mm. there's a whole audiobook attached to this. And the audiobook is literally a QR code in mm. the book. So if you want to read the book, you get to read the book. If you want to listen to the book, you can listen yes, to the listen. book. Um, yeah. Everything together. Instead of having two separate files that people have to pay for, what's the point? What is the point? So accessibility is very important to me. And I get sick and tired of people who claim to do work about Africa or Africans or blackness, but then the people you do the work about are not able to afford not, that work. I yes, get sick yes, and tired yes, of it. Yes, talk to me because that's how I feel. Every time I see that somebody is doing work out there that centers on us, but the us in question do not have the book or do not have yes, the work uh -huh. in their hands. Exactly. The us is very alienating. Yeah. And call me, call me a broken record, but anyone who's heard me speak will tell you this is a very core belief of mine. And it stems from my background or the, the people who made me, the people who raised me in the areas that I grew up in. I come from a line of market women. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I, um, I, I've lived in with the everyday people to know that when you, you make things difficult for people, people for the most part are trying to survive and may not, almost likely will not go above and beyond to try yeah. to get these things. But when yeah. you make it accessible in a way that makes sense to them, then you open it up for yes. everyday people to have these conversations. So yeah. it's very near and dear to my heart. And so for people, if someone is able to afford the $4.99, $4.99, and I know the dollar CD conversion rate is shit right now. Um, it is. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, like get it. If you can't get it to, please shoot me a DM on Instagram and we'll figure something out. Again, the hustle is putting the work out there. Yeah. So you, I think you already mentioned how we find you, but just go through it again. How do we find you before we take your last thoughts? 
how do we okay, find you so, on social media yes so both on instagram and twitter and i <laughs> i am asking in forgiveness in advance because i am what i like to say is i live in a teacup under a bed and the teacup <laughs> has a lid <laughs> or is it coffee cup yes it's coffee cup with a lid under a bed i say this to say that i am kind of sort of active on social media but i'm also a firm believer in call like you know speaking with people and interacting in person so i don't have big of a following on social media i'm not like i'm not who you can call an influencer or anything i'm not any of those mm. things so mm. if people go and they see just a few hundred followers um that's me yeah. <laughs> that's me um but my instagram is ami a m i underscore tamaklo t a m a k l o e and my twitter is the same thing as well and it's even worse on twitter <laughs> because <laughs> that's where i that's where i train i joined it's very not long ago oh, and it was okay. after lots of persuasion by people i care about <laughs> <laughs> and you you mentioned a website yeah, so, right so that's that yes uh, so www.amitamaklo.com so everything is my my name amitamaklo which keeps it cohesive for people to find it makes it easy for people to find your thoughts then we can wrap up on this the last one okay so um i am going to read actually instead of a um a poem or a thought i'm actually going to read a part of a story in it so this one is titled moon song she said a prayer as she looked at you tonight the moon was full and it shone its light upon the darkness that lingered under the daily departure of the sun the wind's chilly as pellets of winter ice had fallen upon the grass sorry the wind's chilled as pellets of winter ice had fallen upon the grass and everything flat she looked outside her window cracked gently as she pulled the black curtain that hung at its mouth this curtain was her shield when she needed to fight off the light on bright and sunny days she let them down and they sucked in all the light so that in her small space it felt like night there was something quite unfathomable about her relationship with the dark with the night her unrequited relationship with sleep made it very necessary that she find an alternative lover and though there were few options night and dark always made the cut away she drew the black curtains peering through the slight cracks in the window and the gush of cool piercing winter wind rushed in like a criminal escaping from prison onto her face it was sharp it was freezing but it felt good on her skin deeply she inhaled this fragrant prisoner who had escaped into her chambers from the open when she wanted more the presence of this thing the wind on her face feeling it now in her bare neck and collarbone and shoulders made her want more her skin tightened in freedom a liberation that accompanied the pleasantly chaotic feeling on her skin on her face she pushed the window wider and widened till the movable half of the window overlapped completely with the immovable half it would not open any further her prisoner grew in strength and intensity like a cold detour taking over her space and her body its full blast constricted every cell and it did not help that she had but a piece of ankara wrapped around her waist just there with no drawers underneath the ankara around her waist was just the coverage she wanted but that was before this outside the flooded in now the ankara one way she showed her loyalty to a part of her identity was too thin and she felt her abdominal walls contract sending a single drop of urine down the inside of her thigh 
It dried up before it could reach her knee. She smiled. The fresh air made her feel alive. This place stifled her, suffocated her. There were no gardens, backyard farms, or much of an outside life because she had little access to land that was legally or communally hers. I'll end here. Thank you so much, Ami. Thank you. I am so grateful that you honored my invitation to join my Zoom call and then my podcast. Thank you for <laughs> Thank sharing you for your experience me. with us. I feel like a lot of people need to know about the self-publishing industry. And we I, I, I don't understand the gatekeeping in the in the system. But once we start talking about it, I'm sure we'll be able to break the walls down. Once we start having yes. a conversation about it, I'm sure we'll be able to break the wall down. So thank you so much for being here. This podcast okay. is powered by the Gold Coast Report. To listen to previous and subsequent episodes, follow the Gold Coast Report on Instagram and GCR on Twitter. Also, the team just created a page on IG to interact with us. It is Books with abna alternatively you can send us an email books with abna at gmail.com thanks for listening bye